0: everyone. I'm Rachel, your host of the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog, and this is episode 35. You know, it's been a while since I have released a podcast episode. Our life has been a little crazy lately. Uh, you can head over to the blog and see our new addition to the family. He's been f- a lot of fun, but a lot of extra work as well. But in the midst of all the busyness, we recently had a pretty proud Parent moment. Our oldest uh, recently competed in a Bible quizzing competition with our Awana program, and he finished with a perfect score. Now, some may say that, of course, that seems fitting for the pastor's kid to win, but I saw the time behind the scenes that he spent studying and reviewing the references and definitions. His victory had more to do with his hard work than genetics. The danger of Bible clubs and competitions like that is the temptation to memorize Scripture just for the reward. The beautifully inspired verses in our Bible become a string of words learned just in a particular order. The child ends up knowing the book, but not the author. It's so incredibly important that we as parents and teachers and church ministry workers take the extra time to explain the meaning and the context behind the passages alongside the memorization. Show them Jesus before moving on to the next section to master. We might be surprised at the Spirit's conviction and encouragement in our own souls as well. The Christian walk does require discipline, though. Giving our kids the opportunity to hide God's Word in their sponge-like minds and their tender hearts can stock their spiritual arsenal for the battles that are sure to come. During my teen years, I participated in an intricate system that our youth pastor designed for accountability in spiritual disciplines. We would record our points each week for scripture memorization, devotions, visitation and outreach, and the occasional bonus activity in exchange for a variety of rewards. I and my closest friends were usually top earners each week, leading our respective teams to victory. In my mind, reading my Bible or chatting with senior citizens on a Sunday afternoon seemed like a perfect exchange for 500 points and a pizza party the next Wednesday. Now that I'm 20 years down the road, I do have a problem with this system, though. There's definitely rewards for spiritual habits, but they don't come in the form of candy bars or amusement parks. Without meaning to, my youth pastor was creating a short-sightedness in his teens. The return on my spiritual investment might not come until I'm forced to rely on his word in a deep valley or an unexpected storm. And when the prize does come, it will be in the form of a more firmly rooted faith and unexplainable joy or a confirmed identity. This kind of spiritual exercise isn't just for those in Bible club and youth groups, though. We live in an increasingly dark culture, yet our default is often to blend in by being gray, not quite all the way dark, but not completely light either. We flounder when trials come because we haven't invested in our foundation during the calm seasons. We live as pseudo-spiritual people, having the right lingo and the right lifestyle, but not truly knowing the God that we supposedly serve. My husband has recently started a new sermon series entitled, We Believe. His underlying theme is, what we believe will always affect our everyday living. Our love for our Savior grows in direct proportion to the time spent getting to know Him through His Word. And our love for others grows in direct proportion to our love for Jesus. It's a constant cycle of progress and growth until we reach our final home. Ironically, as I was writing up my thoughts this morning, I was listening to conversations of those around me at our local coffee shop. Two mommies were parenting a little toddler girl, and another couple was discussing our new president and his controversial decisions. Their views... Are affecting their living. If I was sitting at the table with them, would I be able to confidently share my beliefs? Would I be able to communicate the pursuing love of Heavenly Father? Would I be able to clearly share the book that informs my conclusions? Would I be able to support it all with a life that reflects my convictions? May we know and memorize the Bible, not for ribbons and medals, but for, for the prize of. Jesus himself, and may our knowledge translate into lives that proclaim the unfathomable love of our all-powerful God. I love what 2 Timothy 3, 14, and 15 says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, I often think that I'm doing pretty well at living what I believe, but I recently heard an article, my husband shared it in one of his recent sermons from a Christian man who is turned atheist. And the article that he wrote definitely challenges the thought that I have this all together. And I will include the link to that article in the show notes for this podcast if you'd like to read it as well. As always, you can subscribe to the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog. That way any new episodes will come directly to your device. You can also give me any feedback, comments um, over at doctrine.com or you can email me at rachel at doctrine.com Until next time, have a great week.